I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, MoneyMattersTopTips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Shana Connors on the line. She's the Chief Operating Officer over at Global Sisterhood. Shana, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. It's great to be here. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at Global Sisterhood and, uh, and, and what kind of projects you're working on. But before we do that, let's get a little bit more into your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business? So it's actually quite interesting. My whole life I had no idea that I was going to end up in business. It was actually something that I that I fought a bit because both of my parents <laughs> are financial advisors. And so I was like, I'm not going to go into anything that has to do with money. I'm certainly not going to go into business. I'm going to like pursue my, my passion of environmental science. And so I ended up going to USC to go to college. I'm from San Diego. And so it was both close to my house and I was very attracted to the community of people that they had at that university, um, and I was able to study environmental science. After, after being there for a year, I was pushed into the business program, both um, <laughs> through some mentors of mine and probably some other, some other words through other people. Um, and at that point, I was pretty open. I was pretty open, and I was able to see business at that point in a way as a means to an end to be able to create. Um, and for me, that meant a lot. Um, I had ended up working at a nonprofit after my first year of um, being in college. It was an environmental nonprofit down in San Diego. And it became very apparent to me that in order to make a real change in this world, we have to work with our value system, which is money. And so being able to run a business, being able to create something, all of a sudden took a completely different form in my mind. And I was like, wow, okay, if you want to create something in this world that's meaningful and powerful, there are a couple ways to do it. One of them is through a business. Um, and so I poured myself into the business. I poured myself into the environmental program at USC. And I became fascinated about business models and structures. Um, and so when I graduated, I decided um, I had a job at Disney, and I decided that wasn't what I wanted to do, and I ended up moving to New York City. And being in New York City, I was like, I'm going to work at a startup. It was so sexy. I was going to work at Warby Parker or um, Uber, and they're like, okay, we're going to pay you know, $35,000 to live in New York City. I'm like, mm, can't afford <laughs> my life there. <laughs> you know, my parents are like, you're done. So <laughs> I, you know, was talking to people, and I was like, what am I going to do? And I ended up getting an offer at Bloomberg, and they were going to pay me like this salary. I was going to be able to live in New York City. It's great. And what I loved about Bloomberg is cyber company, and they built something that you know, 20, 30 years later, was still the top of its class in the industry that it was in. And so they had built something that really, in a lot of ways, was untouchable to other products in the industry. And they had built a culture in the company that was amazing. And so I enjoyed, like, learning and growing at Bloomberg. I learned so much from that experience. I ended up moving to San Francisco with Bloomberg and then started working for their venture fund. And so that was fun for me because, again, I got to go back and start up. I got to see, like, this 
you know, the sexy little startup thing and um, explore my real passion for, for creation. So for businesses that are undergoing this amazing creative process to be able to, to bring something to the world in order to create value. And so what became apparent to me is the value creation is amazing, but how can we tie that more with like humanity, connect deeper to like the people and um, what people are really needing. A lot of these businesses I was seeing were like productivity tools. And I'm like, how is that going to make our world a better place? Like it might make you more productive, but it's not going to make you a better human. And so that became something I was thinking about a lot. And I ended up with Google Sisterhood. So that's kind of, you know, uh, a wow. version of the story. What a, what a great that. story. <laughs> I was I was not expecting you to open with, I didn't want to be in business. I was like, whoa, I don't get that one too often. That's awesome. And it, dra- it dragged you in whether you wanted it or not. It was calling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then and in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute, all this Bloomberg experience on your resume mm-hmm. and on like my show notes. I'm like, how did you not, how did you accidentally, end up, because Bloomberg is an amazing company. I love, I mean, I've worked with them on the back end and in the past when I was in yeah. finance, and I know they're a great uh-huh. company, so, so yeah. I had to no, laugh at are. that they one. They are, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. so that being said, obviously you have, um, you know, you've had you 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 had some zigs and zags in terms of career path, and now you're where you mm-hmm. want to be in terms of the type of um, passion-based focused business that allows you to to create content that you want. Um, there's some, mm-hmm. you know, would-be first-time entrepreneurs or the people that are just getting started um, out there listening right now. What kind of advice would you give them on kind of on, 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 on really pursuing their um, their passion and thought process? Mm-hmm. So I guess I can express all the recent challenges and tribulations and things that come up for me because you know, I'm sure you know in creating something, you face everything. You face self-worth, you face extreme doubt, rejection. And so my process has always been there's a silver lining. There's a silver lining. There's a silver lining. Repeating that statement to myself, really helping encourage myself that there is a purpose and a and a good thing that's going to come out of everything that's hard. And so even if it's just a learning experience, it can help you grow and it can help you transform. Um, You know, putting your creations into the world isn't easy. It's often that people aren't going to be able to receive them in the way that you intended them to be received. And so I just encourage you to pick yourself up and to really, like, you know, meditate on what your truth is, what you're really trying to create, and how that's being experienced by other people. Um, It's common that as a founder, you get a ton of feedback. You know, you're looking to investors and they're giving you a bunch of feedback and and other people, friends, family, think they know better than you. And at the end of the day, there's parts of your business that you are going to know and you are going to own. And possibly those are going to be the parts of your business that you, you will not change. At the end of the day, you're like, this is my mission. I'm not going to change what I'm doing. But then there's other parts of the business that you're like, you know what, I'm not a growth expert. I'm not the best brand person. So maybe when people give me advice about those things, I'm open to that. So for me, it's been a process of like figuring out what is like my core aligned thing that is unchangeable, unwavering, and then what is the stuff that I'm open to feedback around. And so, you know, for me, it's silver lining, <laughs> everything, all even the hard stuff has a good reason, a good learning experience to come out of it. And, you know, you have to be, you have to, you have to come back to yourself. You have to constantly 
ask yourself, um, you know, what is the core of what you're doing and what you're willing and unwilling to change. That's awesome. Um, let's uh, switch it up a bit. Let's get a little bit more into what yeah. you're doing over at uh, Global Sisterhood. So what kind of projects are you working on over there? Yeah, so the whole, the whole reason behind Global Sisterhood is really to empower women from the roots. One of the things I noticed um, when I was working at NBC was that women would come to pitch at their companies. You know, only 2% of funding and all of venture capital goes to women. And mm -hmm. it's getting better, but it's still like 2 point something percent. And what I was seeing when I was in that world was that it wasn't that women were unable to start companies or, you know, we needed more women to start companies. It was a sense of worth, you know, when they sat across the table how did they explain what they were doing? Like, did they feel worthy to be there? And just overarchingly, men compared to women, they just showed up differently. And so it's like, how do you inspire women to go out and do what they feel that they're called to do, um, you know, without needing a role model, potentially someone who's done it before them? And so I was like, oh, what does that look like? And so I actually met Lauren, who's the founder of Global Sisterhood, and she had been running uh, Global Sisterhood's movement for the past four years. And the whole purpose of Global Sisterhood was to have transformational themes every month where women gather in women's circles around the world in order to talk about these things that are happening for them. And so Global Sisterhood as core is a transformational movement. It's a way for women to look inside, to go deeper around topics like redefining beauty, you know, courageously, authentically me. So themes that are pertinent to, to women, really pertinent to anyone, we focus on women. And then we also help build communities so these women can gather um, together. So we have over 11,000 women facilitators around the world in over 103 countries. And so our content has touched over 3 million people. And we have over 1,500 women creating circles every month. And so the power of each of our themes um, is that, you know, every month there's 1,500 women facilitators, which means, you know, there's 10 times that women who are sitting in these circles in countries from Zimbabwe to Colombia to Canada. And so the power of the movement is really strong. We have a Facebook group where all the women connect. And also wherever you are, wherever women are in the world, they're able to go onto our platform and be able to find sisterhood near them. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Um, just the scope and the, the bond. Um, so for the people listening, I mean, because just so they can get an idea, like what kind of feedback have you received? Because I'm I'm imagining like this movement from the other mm -hmm. side. I mean, this must be you must be affecting a lot of lives, not just reach. I know that's the numbers thing, but mm -hmm. what kind of feedback mm -hmm. do you get day to day from these women and how you're helping them? Wow, it's it's actually incredible. Uh, we get feedback everywhere from like, you've completely changed my life. I've opened a women's center in Miami, Florida, and, you know, this has become my entire life's mission is to bring sisterhood to women in my community. Um, we also receive feedback from women who talk about, you know, how they were able to leave an abusive relationship or to be able to focus on their dream job for the first time, um, all sorts of stuff. And so actually if listeners are interested, um, they could check out our Facebook group. We have over 50,000 women and women sharing from all over the world. And it's it's super powerful. And so every day we receive feedback. Every day we're looking to our audience in order to create more content, better content that could help um, women in whatever capacity. So we're constantly listening, constantly creating for them. 
So my audience is definitely filled with lots of uh, women executives, a lot, many of whom I, I interview and, and have brought mm-hmm. on the show, like, like yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you look for in facilitators? Like, how does that work? You said 11,000. What, what is exactly does that mean? Just in case somebody's listening to this and wants to get more involved. Yeah. So a facilitator can be anyone. And it's really someone who feels called to have a women's circle. And all a women's circle is is a gathering of women. We provide all the tools and resources that they would need, all the talking points, discussion questions, um, meditation, everything they could possibly need in terms of support to be able to create that first circle. So almost in a way like a franchise model, but without a super high dollar, it's much, 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 much cheaper. And we have um, a lot of ways that women can start to facilitate these circles. So a facilitator can look like a a woman at our home in San Francisco who has like eight of her friends come over each month or, you know, once a quarter, or it can also look like, you know, a woman in Colombia who owns a yoga studio that hosts, you know, women's circles for 30 women. And so it, it completely depends on who the woman is and, you know, what, what kind of medicine they want to be able to bring to their community, but it, it's totally dependent. And we, we encourage every woman who feels called to be a facilitator to become one. We also have free resources so women who cannot afford um, the dollar amount we we ask for are able to facilitate, um, you know, just as well. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, Shana, if somebody wants more information on Global Sisterhood, what's the best, what are the best ways to get it? I know you said Facebook was one. Is there anywhere else they should go yeah. to check it out? Yeah, so Facebook, um, Instagram, we're The Global Sisterhood. We're also on Twitter, GS Rising. and and you can always email us. Um, you can email me directly if you have any questions. I'm Shana, S-H-A-I-N-A, at globalsisterhood.org. All right. Well, hey, Shana, I really appreciate you coming on the show today and uh, talking more about your background and experience in business and also the amazing work you're doing over at Global Sisterhood. So really appreciate that. Uh, to the audience, mm-hmm. as always, I hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Shana, thanks again for coming on.